Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. I'm so happy I could be with you right now. Tonight, I really believe that we're going to share a really impacting word to impart in your life, bring some, bring some help, bring some hope bring the word of God, take it to another level in your life. I want you to take time to share tonight, right now, just grab your phone, grab your device you're on, maybe it's your iPad or whatever, share tonight, because I believe we're going to a next level mentality in the things of God. How many know as we elevate our mentality to what God has for us, we elevate our mind, we get to walk in a different anointing, we get to walk in a greater supernatural understanding. And we just get to do life at a whole new level. How many of you ready for a next level anointing, a next level life, a next level mentality? How about this? Even a next level thinking ability, thinking in another level. I'm telling you, it's going to be powerful. I'm telling you, your friends are going to want to hear it, share it. I'll tell you, technology has become the modern day evangelism. So be the evangelist of the generation and share this stuff. It's helping people change their world. I'm excited I get to be with you right now. Praise God, I'll tell you what. So we've been prayerful for you guys. We appreciate you so much for tuning in, being with us as we, um, we've been walking through um, some really wild times in the earth. But how many know God is faithful and the word of God is first and foremost authority in all of our lives? And that is one of the most important things that we can remember, amen, that in times when we don't know what to lean on, we can lean on the word of God. And, and sometimes the world becomes so noisy with just stuff and, and, and whether it be um, challenges or obstacles that you may be facing in your life, how many of you know the word of God, Jesus is Lord, amen? Now, I'll tell you what that means. That means he gives you the power and the authority to overcome every single obstacle of life. So don't forget, our help comes from God, and it comes from the word of God. So stay close in your prayer life, stay close in your word life, and stay close in what God has been speaking to you, amen? Praise the Lord. You know, we've got some great upcoming stuff coming. A lot of connect groups are starting. We're going to be doing our summer connections, and we're going to be doing some some great things, and we're getting ready for conference in July, and we're really, really excited about spending time with you. So I appreciate the friends and the partners, um, the ministry, and our relevant church family, man. You guys are the best. I love you. Amen. And we're excited. We're excited because we know that God has, has given us a great responsibility, and the responsibility that God has given us is to make sure that we we carry his message into this generation loud and clear and let them know how important it is to follow the word of the Lord and to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So important in this time we live in. I think back to all the um the sermons that I've that I've kind of brought to you guys, you know, how to walk in love and how to be led by the Spirit of God, how to use your God given authority. How to walk above offense, how to walk above the circumstances of life, how to how to be a person, how how to be a person who follows the Holy Spirit. The champion within book was about following the Holy Spirit. I just 
I just am so grateful for the opportunity to be able to minister to you these, these powerful truths of God's word so that you'll be able to navigate through, through the earth that we're living in today. And I want to encourage you, um, before we get going, I want to encourage you and let you know that you guys know what to do. You know from the word of God what to think. You know from the word of God what to speak. You know from the word of God how to portray yourself in the seasons and times of life. And I, I, am, I am so proud of you as your pastor because I see the love you have one for another and I see the commitment you have to the cause of Christ. So we are living in some, some pressure-filled times in the earth, um, but I'm gonna, we, we, we are praying for everybody. We're praying for the church. We're praying for the lost. Um, we're, praying, we're praying for the people of God and we're praying for the lost people that need to know God. We're praying for our brothers and sisters. And we're praying for our government. We're praying for our law enforcement. We're praying for everyone in authority. Amen. Because that's, that's the Bible. Glory to God. We're praying for you. I've been in a season more so in prayer for, for, for you guys more than ever. Because I know that in the season that we're in, the, the pressures that you're facing aren't easy. Jesus, you know, I always think of Jesus entering into the Garden of Gethsemane. And he said these words. He said, can you, can you pray with me? And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to talk to you from my heart for a minute before we even get in the sermon today. Um, I think of you when I think of that story. You say, but pastor, it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus going in the garden and facing maybe the greatest obstacle of his life. But I think about you guys. I always thought about the, um, the, the church and the partners in the ministry when I thought of that story because I think Jesus goes, can you pray with me? Can you stay awake and can you pray? Can you, can you tarry with me? And Jesus goes to look and his disciples are sleeping on him. And he has no one to stand with him and probably his greatest opposition maybe in his life because he can't get to the cross unless he can walk through the garden. And I want you to know that you might be walking through the garden of life right now, that you're looking for somebody to stand with you. I want the friends, the partners, I want you to know that I am standing with you, that the church is standing with you, that we're praying with you and praying for you. So you're not alone. You know, I always think, that story, like, Jesus, can you imagine the disappointment when he said, could somebody stand with me? Could somebody stay with me? Could somebody pray with me? Could somebody just withstand this moment of pressure with me? I don't know. I don't know what you're going through, but I know sometimes in life you just need somebody to stand with you. I want you to know that we don't take this commission um, lightly. We understand the responsibility of what it means to be a preacher of righteousness, um, it might not be always easy, but I didn't come for what's easy. Because I never started this thing with man. I started it with God. So I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about easy. I understand the responsibility of the office, and I want you to know we're standing with you, and we're believing God with you for the greatest breakthroughs ever before you've ever seen. Because we stand with God and we stand with you. Glory to God. So I want you to know we're with you, and we believe, we believe that the greatest days of your life are right ahead. 
I'm telling you right now, you are leaving one season and we're going to another season. And it's better than the season we left. Glory be to God. So be encouraged because God, God's got us. God's got you. And God is leading and guiding you. But you are not alone. I'm telling you right now. And that is why partnership is so important. That is why the connection of the church, having, having a pastor, because I, like you, have been in a season where I look around and I don't know, I don't see a lot of the word of God. I see a lot of theory and reason and stuff, but I don't know about the word. But all I can do is take care of me. I can only take inventory for my life. So we are people of the word of God. We're standing in the word of God. We're speaking the word of God. And all we know is the word of God. <laughs> I'm staying in the word because the word is, I remember Brother Higgins saying, you know, the word of God is the safest place for you to be. And is that the God's honest truth or what? Praise the Lord. So stay close to the word. Hallelujah. Well, how many are you excited about sowing some seed? I just want to share with you because I love you, man. I miss you guys. I really do, man. I can't wait to, you know, we got the one service on Sunday, but I'm ready, I'm ready to go to full service. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How many excited about sowing, though? I'm excited about sowing some seed. Glory be to God. God is so good. Look what it says here in Deuteronomy. I got Deuteronomy chapter 8, 14. Look at this. It says, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God. He's talking about, don't you think you did this on your own? How many of you know your giving is important? Your giving is the key. I'm going to show you this. What? The Lord God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. He led you through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein the fiery serpents, scorpions, drought, there was no water, who brought forth water out of the rock, who fed thee, who fed you in the wilderness, who led you out in the wilderness, who gave you water in the middle of the desert, who gave you food, we didn't even know where it was going to come from. Who did good to you? Don't you ever say in your heart, my power and my might has gotten me this. No, your power and your might didn't get you anything. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth you the power to get wealth. That means right now, let me tell you guys, that business idea you had, that was a God idea. That job you had right now, that was a God idea. Every place that me and you prosper has been the stewardship of God into your life. But how many of you know he gave you the power to get wealth? He put it in your hand. The power to get wealth is not because of the earth economy. The power of wealth is not because how you grew up, where you grew up, what, what kind of opportunities you had maybe more than someone know the power to get wealth is in the potential of a seed the power to get the wealth came from god he may establish his government which he swore unto your fathers as it is this day god has not left this covenant right and responsibility of prosperity to mankind has never stopped or ceased to be but you and me activated through obedience I'm going to say something. Your next level wealth season is connected to your right now season of obedience. You've got seed. You can eat it or you can sow it. I'm telling you, 
Seed has potential to grow, but it must be released. I promise you it's true. If you eat it, that's the end of the harvest. When you sow your seed, that begins the process of growth to bring more increase into your life. We are sitting in times that maybe financially we've never seen before. It's okay because seed time and harvest has not left the earth. That is one of the greatest revelations you can get, that I am walking my seed in the kingdom of heaven. It is not working in the earth. I take from the earth, from the natural, and put it in the kingdom, and the kingdom has the potential to produce a perpetual harvest for my life. Now, the key with that is this, is that I understand it's not my ability to prosper. It's God's ability to prosper me. But one of the greatest keys to remember is this. He has given me principles to prosper. If I work the principles, the principles work for everybody all the time. Why? Because God is not a man that he should lie. Amen? His word is true. So remember, as today you get ready to sow, it's going to bring increase. We appreciate your faithfulness in your giving so much. But, you know, your faithfulness in your giving is just a, a living example of your love towards God. It's the truth. And how many you know you're a steward of what God gave you, and he'll make sure he gives you even more. And we don't give to per se get. We give. We give out of a heart of love. And in that love season, God brings more access in your life. So praise be the Lord. I'll tell you what. God wants to prosper you supernaturally through every season of life. So, man, listen, we've got some great ways for you to give. You guys know you guys know how to do it. And if you don't know, you might be a first-time visitor. You say, man, I want to I get my giving going towards the kingdom. Well, praise be to God. Your first place of giving is relevantfl.org. You all know you can go there. It's safe, secure, easy for you to do. You can also text to give. And the text to give number is 386 968-1103. You text to give right there on your phone. It's really easy, simple. Just put your dollar amount in there and you're ready to go. Praise the Lord. One of the other ways now we've added is a cash app opportunity for you. It's dollar sign relevant FL, dollar sign relevant FL, and uh, just follow the follow the, um, the, the, the the ways to give there and your, your amount of giving there. And I'll tell you, man, pray over your seeds as you sow because God hears your prayers. Amen. And 920 Bevel Road, that's physical address. You could send your stuff um, there. And it's 920 Bevel Road, Daytona Beach, Florida, 32114. I'll tell you right here now. Let's pray over your seed. Father, I just thank you for the people sowing. I thank you for their faithfulness. I know that their faithfulness has made a way for them to prosper. And I believe, Lord, they're going to prosper greater in this season than maybe ever before because of their faith and their seed. They're releasing supernatural seed in a supernatural way to the arena of giving, and you will increase their giving, Father, because you're faithful to your word to perform it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise be the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been in, we've been kind of sitting in this series um, it's been powerful. Um, I've been calling it the, the higher calling mentality or next level thinking or, you know, you could kind of, you could coin it whatever you need to see. But I think we need to start thinking and responding 
and, and living and acting at a higher level, then maybe we see the level in the earth in the church. Now, what do you mean by that? I mean this. Paul made it really clear. I found this um, a little bit different in the Passion Bible in Philippians 3 and 12. Look what it says here. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing. But I'm running with passion. We run him with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose, the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. So he's, Paul's talking about, man, I got a purpose that's big. And Jesus Christ has kind of set the bar ahead of me so I can pursue what it is. But I like this. He said, I run with passion into the overflow of the abundance so I can reach my purpose. That's the key, guys. You know, I think um, uh, I, don't, I think it was Dr. Miles Monroe said something. He said, the greatest place of potential I ever went was a graveyard. It was wasted potential. People were buried with potential within them. And he said it a lot better than I'm saying, but I understand. He was looking one day at a graveyard, and he said, how much potential was in, was in the grave? Because people didn't take the time to discover their potential in the earth. And I want to tell you something. I've, I've never felt pastorally as connected to the people I've been called to more than maybe right now. Sounds kind of wild. But I know my words can activate them that hear my voice greater in this season than any other season. I, I need you to start running with passion to fulfill your purpose. And don't tell me you're, you're 80 because Moses was that old and still acquired promises. Come on, somebody. You ain't that old. Come on. That ain't even old. 80 is the new 50. Come on, somebody. Amen. Look, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish it. I think that's really huge right there. Don't look at what your ability can produce. Look at what God's ability in you can produce. However, I do have one compelling focus. I love that. I'm compelled in my focus to think one thing. What's that, Paul? I forget the past, and I fasten my heart to the future instead. That's so good. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal. That's what we said. There's a, there's a prize. In the King James, it says, I press for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's where we started. The high call. There's a high calling. I don't know about you, but I got I got kind of nervous. I said, Well, if there's a high calling, then there must be a low calling. And I don't want to live in a low calling mentality when God has given me access to a high calling reality. Amen. If there's a high calling reality, I don't want to live in a low-level mentality. So I have to shift my focus and the way I think so I could kind of clear the path through my pursuit to step into the high calling. Now, the high calling, he said, I press for the prize. That means there's something stopping me from getting there. Amen? Hallelujah. So there's going to be a little bit of a press. So here's the thing. So what does he say? I run for this divine invitation of reaching this heavenly goal and gaining the victor prize. I like that. Through the anointing of Jesus. So let all who are fully mature have this passion. And one thing we got to say is we need full, man, I'm going to preach right now. 
We need full maturity in the body of Christ. And that is something you do not see too much of in, in the church. We do not see full maturity in the body of Christ. We see the Bible says that you were born into the kingdom and not to be like babies, basically drinking the milk of the word, but to become fully developed, eating the strong meat of the word. You develop. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, every once in a while, somebody, somebody, bring, somebody bring the baby around. You know, my days of little babies, amen, are, 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 are gone. But when they bring the little baby, I don't think, oh, it's a good idea. Let's give that baby some steak. Now, I might eat steak and you might eat steak, but that little baby still drinking formula because it has not developed the right, what, digestive system yet to eat strong meat. The church is in, a, is in a pablum form a little bit because we play church. And, and, and let me explain something to you. I'm gonna get on, you knew I was not going to not get on a bandwagon sooner or later. And it's not a bandwagon. It's a prophetic movement that I'm going to release so you can understand. Just because you tell me you're a preacher don't mean you preach the word. Okay? That's done. Just because you tell me you're a banana tree. Come on, somebody. You better have the fruit that looks like a banana tree. That was Brother Hagen all day long. You don't got to tell me an apple tree's got apples. I'll see the fruit on the tree. Everything that looks like God might not be God. Everything that sounds like God might not be God. You better test it out and make sure it's right. Don't be like, don't be like a baby just eating everything up going, ooh, no, you need to what? You need to get the word of God for yourself, amen? I even told you, I said, check me out. I said, I might tell you something. Check out what I'm telling you, man. Study to show yourself approved, amen? That's your responsibility as a believer. But look what he says here. So let all who are fully mature have this passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal them to you. Man, that is good, right? Look what it says here. And let us all advance together to reach the victor prize or victory's prize. This is victory prize. This is good, right? Following one path with one passion. Hallelujah. So I want you to know that there is a prize set before you of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And we've talked about this. There is a hidden cost to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, what is that? As this gets revealed, you're going to learn that there are some things you're going to have to leave behind if you're going to follow God. Some of your opinions are going to have to disappear and, 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 and kind of go. One of the things you start learning as you follow God at that next level of mentality is this. My opinions become few and far in between. My, my desires become simplified. And a lot of the things that I'm, I'm kind of governing my life with now are not my own. I've picked up and adapted what God wants from my life through the word of God and understanding so I could pursue this high calling. Now, what's that mean? That means this. How many know this is what it comes down to now? I want you to see this. If I'm going to be... A person pressing for the prize of a high calling of God in Christ Jesus, I'm going to put a high calling guard over my mouth about what I say. 
Now, don't let this go in one ear and out the other. The Bible says in James, the man that is a forgetful hearer of what he hears, he looks into the mirror of the word of God, forgetting what manner of man he was, and walketh away and does not do him any good. And he bridles not his tongue. So here's what I'm saying. If you're going to be oppressor for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, you're going to have to put a guard over your mouth, like David said, and not say stuff you ain't supposed to say. Now, Pastor Chris, you're going to say, Pastor Chris, do you get to say what you want to say? No. I, I have figured out, like the Roman centurion, if you want to be a man of authority, you got to say what the king says. That's up to you. You do what you want to do. You know, I'm going I'm to say something here. This is going to help because don't, we don't talk like this in our church. Um, the, other, the other day, um, I had, a, um, I had a, a, an encounter that was, was very spiritual, but peop, some of the people around were, um, you know, whether you want to believe this or not, I'm just going to tell you the way it is. People, people still got devils, Okay. And um, whether you want to believe it or not, it's true. And I encountered someone that had a demonic, little bit of a demonic oppression. Um, and I was laugh. I wasn't laughing externally. I would never hurt it. You know, they didn't know. But I was on the inside. I kind of was like, man, wow, I know what that is. You know, it kind of like chuckled on the inside. Like it, they, people don't realize sometimes that there's stuff going on spiritually. We still live in a spiritual world. I know we we try to problem is you've been trying to fight a spiritual battle in the natural and that's foolish. The Bible says this battle is not flesh and blood. So don't go getting mad at people because people ain't your enemy. The devil's your enemy. I don't care what anybody tells you. You know, I'm starting to figure out you need to give yourself more credit because your spirituality is more important than than the normal life we live in. But you can't walk into a spiritual realm and think that this is a natural fight, no natural fight. So it was kind of like it was I chuckled on the inside a little bit like, wow, oh, I know what these people need. They need deliverance. And I'm going to tell you something here. When I say this in all quietness of, of respect, but man, when you know you are a person under authority, you ain't scared of the devil. The devil's scared of you. And sometimes I think what happens is you got to make sure you carry yourself in the conduct of the believer because when you need to flip the switch and step over into the spiritual realm, your enemy better know that you know what you're doing. And if you allow yourself sometimes to not be led in governed by the word of God, you're going to have a problem in your mental arena you're going to have a problem in your physical arena. You're going to have a problem everywhere. So when we say submitting unto the word of God, we understand that if you want authority in the kingdom realm, you're going to have to submit into the kingdom responsibility. That's the next level mentality. I don't get to say what I want to say. I say what he tells me to say. I don't get to do what I want to do. I do what he told me to do. Jesus said this. He said, I don't say nothing my daddy didn't tell me to say, and I don't do nothing my daddy didn't tell me not to do. Now, you might say, Pastor Chris, what does that mean? Well, I've become a bondservant to, 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 my, to the Lord because he is not just my savior. He's the king. But Now, you're going to choose whether you want an opinion and you want a life. 
I gave up my life a long time ago to follow. Now, that means you become a person of power in the earth, and you walk with God-given authority. That's next-level mentality. That's what Paul was saying. He said, I was an understander of the law, but I consider it all to be nothing because now I'm a person in the kingdom in a different understanding. So now it's going to come. If you, this is what I'm saying. If you really want your financial life to go to another level, you gotta, you got you to gotta build the requirements in the spirit side. Nobody wants to tell you this stuff, but it's true. You're going to have to walk in love at a level that it almost becomes painful. But I got news for you. How are you going to do good to them that despitefully use you if you don't get used? How are you going to bless them that curse you if somebody ain't cussing you out? So now when God starts bringing growth aspects in, that means the ability for you to rise unto another level of this calling is calling your name. Very important. So I want you to see this. The hidden cost of the high calling is this. Now, now you understand this now. It's a, it's a price tag. Now, you're either going to pay it or you ain't going to pay it. You've got to make a decision. Okay, so here's what I need you to see. Will you follow? Mmm, this is so good. What does it mean? To follow, what does pursue mean? I love this word. And, and, and the Bible says pursuing with passion. Pursue. To follow in order. What does pursue mean? To follow in order to overtake, to capture or defeat. To find or employ measures to attain or accomplish, to pursue a goal. Look right here. First thing I'm going to have to make a decision about is this. If I'm going to be a next level mentality, next level pursuer, next level going higher in the calling, the Bible said God gives gifts and calling unto men. He went up, gifts came down. But this is what I'm talking You might say, Pastor Chris, this seems like it's beyond my grasp right now. No. If you want next level wealth, you got to go here. If you want next level health, you got to go here. If you want next level thinking, you got to go here. If you not want next level seeing, you got to go here. You cannot, listen to me, man. The view at the first floor is totally different than the view at the penthouse. The penthouse lets you see farther, longer, stronger. You see everything up here. When you're at the bottom level, you don't see as well. What am I trying to get you to see? You know, it's funny. The, I always remember the kids. Always remember this. You know, when they were little, you know, you take them, you take them to Disney, you know, and you go to the parade. You all know what I'm saying. And they're always, the kids were all like, let me get on your shoulder. Let me get on your shoulder. Why? Because if I can get on your shoulders, I can see above the crowd. Amen? And that's what I want you to know. Sometimes you got to get up. You got to go up so you could see above the crowd. Everybody's looking at the level where they're at. For you to go to another level, you got to get up higher. Amen? So you're going to have to pursue this thing. And not only just in prayer, but you're going to have to pursue it in, in character development. You're going to have to pursue it in a lot of places. So here's what I want you to see. Look at Psalms 37.23. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. What do you mean? Very important. Psalm 37.23. The steps of the God-pursuing ones follow firmly in the footsteps of the Lord. Did you see that? So if you're going to be a God, well, praise be to God, I'm pursuing the Lord. I'm seeking God, okay? Then you are going to make sure, follow firmly in his footsteps, 
and God delights in every step they take to follow him. Now, you're going to sit there for a minute now. I need, you to I need you to marinate, meditate, and get ready to activate. Come on. You see what I'm saying? You got to sit here for a minute. So I'm, I'm a pursuer of God. The God, come on, that you're pursuing. The steps of the God-pursuing ones, the actions of the God-pursuing ones, follow firmly in the footsteps of the Lord. That means I'm looking at Jesus to tell me what to do. I'm looking at Jesus, how to respond. I'm looking at Jesus, how to walk. I'm looking at Jesus, how to talk. So, well, uh, I'm not, uh, I, no, 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 no. There ain't no way around it if you want it. One of the greatest examples of that was, remember David? David in, in 1 Samuel 30, remember? He's there. I think it's verse 8. It is verse 8. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after the troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, pursue, and you shall surely overtake what is pursuit all about? Should I go after them or should I go after it? Following what? The path that God wants you to take. What did I give you David for? Because this is what it means to pursue in the, in the, in the Hebrew. To run after basically means to chase, to put to fight, to follow, to go after, to pursue. So this is what he's saying. He's saying, should I pursue my enemy and shall I go after what's been stolen from me? Now, you know, you only got one enemy is the devil. You see what I'm saying? He said, shall I go and use my authority against the enemy and take back what he tried to stole? God was like, go pursue. Hallelujah. Amen. And win the battle. Glory to God. So here's what I'm saying. To pursue means what? That means you're going to have to go chase after what God has called you to be and what God has called you to do. You got to put pressure in pursuit to receive the promises of God. You got to put pressure in pursuit to receive what God has for you. David inquired a Lord. Man, God in heaven, I'll tell you, David inquired of the Lord. What's he looking for? He's looking for access because he's following instruction. So now here's one of the big things. God gave you a dream. Okay, now think of this. This is so good. Execution execution or pursuit will breed excellence. Now, listen, listen to this, right? So here's the thing why. God's not saying to you, oh, okay, you know what I mean? He's like, stay how you are. No, God doesn't want you to stay how you are. God wants you to pursue the excellence or pursue the things of the kingdom. Now, let me show you this. So execution or your pursuit of execution or pursuing after God breeds excellence because patience is the growth to perfection. Amen. Patience is the growth to perfection. The more you do, the better you become. Now, what I'm explaining that, the more, man, now here's what I'm saying. And let me break this down. So here's what it's going to look like. The person the pursuit does this. Am I allowed to think that thought? Now, the Bible tells you in Philippians 4, cast down every hind thing. But a person that is pursuing God goes, am I allowed to say that? Am I allowed to think that? Am I allowed to believe that? Am I, am, I, am, I, am I allowed to produce a belief about that? If you want to achieve, achieve this stuff, you're going to have to learn that my pursuit after God is going to make me train. This is where spiritual growth comes in. If you really want the next level of God, you're going to have to change the way you're thinking at this level. 
So pursue to go up. There's where David was. He's like, I'm destroyed. I'm messed up. I don't see how I'm going to get out of this. I don't see how this can get fixed. This is jacked up. What do I do? You want the next thing? Pursue it. You want the next season in life? Pursue it. You want the great season? Pursue it. That means you have to do this. You have to, have to change your mentality. You have to, have to change your vocabulary. You're going to have to change some of your association. You ain't going to be allowed to associate with some people in the next season of life. You got the last, you got last season mentality people. And you are trying to figure out how you're going to take everybody with you into the next season. Can't. It might be lonely in the next season because last season, come on, mentality doesn't fit the next season prosperity. Woo! Last season mentality isn't going to project my future picture of my next season blessing. This is good stuff, man. You got to think about this. This is important because here's the thing now. Sometimes people say, well, you know, Pastor Chris, you know, I, I don't, uh, what do you mean? I don't understand what you're saying. You understand exactly what I'm saying. And if you don't, let me break, I'll make it real simple. You want next level health? You got to get a new thinking, a new speaking, a new walking, a new talking, a new doing, a new life. Guess what? You want next level prosperity? You got to get a new thinking. You got to get a new talking. You got to get a new associating. You got to get a new mindset. You got to get around some people that could take you. You the smartest person in your room? Run. Why? Get out. You got to get around some people that know something. Look, I'm telling you right here now. Let me tell you something. If you want next level Christianity, the God stuff, some of you spiritually, you watching and you're like, Man, I got I to get, no, you got to get in that word, and you got to dig it up. And that's people, well, you know, I don't know, Pastor Chris. No, we're talking you're important. You need to make the investment in you because you are great, man. Listen to me. God doesn't make broken people. God doesn't make damaged goods. You got greatness on your life. You got supernatural ability. Who told you you can't do this stuff? Come on, listen. But you got to see yourself where you are. Choose to be chosen and trained like a champion because the next level pursuit is now because God's got a greater plan for your life, a greater position, a greater purpose, a greater, come on, man. And that means what? I got to start thinking where I'm going, speaking where I'm going, walking where I'm going, Talking where I'm going, responding where I'm going. Don't you respond in last season? You got to respond in the season that you're going to. Does that mean become a person of action? So important. Look, I know what's going to say. Well, how in the world am I going to do this? Paul said this I'm not using my strength, I'm using the strength he gave me. My God in heaven, amen. Praise the Lord. Not my strength, but his strength. Look what it says here. So the angel explained that it was what? This message of Zerubbabel. I am the Lord, all-powerful. So don't depend on your own power or strength, but on my spirit. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen? What's that mean? Don't try to do this in your strength. You're not going to be able to accomplish it in your strength. That's why God gave you the Holy Ghost. So what am I saying? 
Not in your strength, Paul said. He knew he couldn't do it on his own. So what did he do? Invite the Holy Spirit in. When is the last time you said, now listen, I'm going to tell you something about people. People try to use reason to allow them to gain opinions about things in life. Okay? Now, let me tell you, this is, why, this is why you see massive foolishness right now, okay? So you stay with me and understand this. You're going to see massive foolishness in an earth that is looking at reason to try to produce projections of ability to see certain things. Reason produces nothing, okay? Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. Let me pull this in. What do you mean by that? I mean this. You are going to have to not allow reason to produce your beliefs, but the truth of the word of God must produce your beliefs. Do you see that? The Bible makes it, like, I'm going to be like this. Oh, well, you know, I don't think I'm supposed to prosper because here's my reasonable facts. Bull Here is what the word of God says, and the truth shall set you see free in the truth, the truth shall set you see. The truth, the truth shall let you see. You, you got, you got the ability to be wealthy. Amen. You know what I'm saying? That's so good, right? You know, it's like, well, you know, let me tell you the reasonable facts why I should not prosper. Now, bump that. Let me show you the truth, and now it'll change your reason to see what the gospel said about you. Ooh, I'm telling you right here now. Ain't that good? Like some people are like, well, you know, I should not be healthy, and I should not. Let me tell you what the doctor said. Let me tell you what the circumstances said. And let me tell you what I feel. And let me tell you what I think. And my God in heaven. And listen to me right here now. Man, no way. Look, check your feelings at the door, man. Oh, Pastor Chris, you're being insensitive. Well, me and Jesus are insensitive. Okay? You got to check your feelings at the door. I feel a lot of things. If I allow my feelings to govern my beliefs, I'm going to be done. Amen? You cannot look at, I say, I was kidding. We were, we were writing the faith book. I, I'm, I'm, Lauren's writing a lot. <laughs> I'm preaching. Amen. But I said, she said, you know, I was talking about the dips, the, the dipstick of your emotions. You know, we were talking about what that means is this. is like, you know, the gauge on the car. You know, when you check your oil back in the day, you still do it now. You put the dipstick in there and you pull it out and you say half a quart low, three quarters this, da, 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 da. You look at the gauges of your emotions. If you look at the gauge of your emotions to determine what you're going to say, you're a carnal man. You got, you're a baby. You got carnality coming out of your mouth. That's the Bible. You can't get around the Bible. Pastor, do you feel? Yeah, I feel. But I, I cannot let my feelings come out of my mouth. I can't. Now, it's okay to be emotional. Jesus said, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay. But, you know, nothing ever good happens for me. It won't. Nothing ever happens. <sighs> I'm so... No, 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 no. You have to check your emotional response because watch. If you look at the, at the level of your emotional response in situations in life, we all would have quit by now. Come on now. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not, we're, not being, we're not being insensitive to the fact like you're going through life, but people, as we go through life, what do we understand? I can't do this in my own strength. Does that make sense? I can't live, I can't live by um, how I feel. Got to realize something. Your feelings come from your body. It's the voice of your body. 
Does that make sense? If I change your focus, I can change what you feel. Did you know that? If you, that's why God gave you worship, because worship makes me focus on him. It changes the way I feel. God didn't give you worship because he needs you singing to him. Come on, somebody. He got angels singing all day long. He got a choir in heaven. He'd like for you to sing, but praise be to God. Worship is one of the most selfish, one of the more, if you hold back your worship, it's one of the most selfish things we could do because it's our reasonable act of worship. That's what he said with, with Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice. Holy, just amplified Bible, I believe, says it's your reasonable act of worship. To what? S to surrender your life. To renew your mind. Renew your mind to the message. Renew your mind to next level mentality. Renew your mind to a supernatural ability. Renew your mind. It's time to renew your mind. But pastor, I feel. I got a lot of feelings. I would say, whoa, 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 feelings. Right? Come on, man. I feel a lot of stuff. I mean, who doesn't feel? Okay, we feel, but feelings are the voice of the body, and we cannot be, oh, okay, you want to be, you want to be led by your feelings? Then your body ruled, and you're carnal. You are, you are a carnal. You get, you get labeled, you get labeled, if you are led by your feelings in the body of Christ, you get labeled carnal. Why? Because body ruled people. It's even, the word of God says, and you're body ruled. You can't be body ruled. You got to be spirit ruled. I, I know this is all fun. You want next level mentality? Come on, church. You want next level anointing? This is how you get there. You want next level? This is how you get there. You cannot be, man, my body, my body, Paul said I beat my body <laughs> in his subjection. Not like a shadow boxer beating in the air. He said, but I pummel it and I make it do what it does not want to do. You make your body think what it doesn't want to think. You make your body do what it doesn't want to do. You make your body say what it doesn't want to say. You make your body go where it does. Somebody's like, oh, we can't go to church. We got, oh, we can't go to church. Remember like when we could go to church? Now you all want to go to church because we can't go to church because of quarantine or whatever's going on. I don't know. Is that thing over by now? I'm asking for a friend. I think it's over. Come on. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I just, I'm just, I'm just. I'm just praying, God. You understand. Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Stay safe. But remember, like, when your body, like, on Sunday, ooh, I don't feel like getting up out of bed. Ooh, I want to stay in this bed. No, you got to get up, body. I don't want to pray. Ooh, you got to make it pray. Ooh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. Ah, you got to make it do what it doesn't want to do. I'm not going to be carnal, but I'm going to be spiritually minded. It's life in peace. Glory be to God. Hallelujah forevermore. I'm preaching myself happy. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but praise be to God, I am. But I want to, but I want, but I feel. Woo! Here you go. Ready? Write this down. I love this part. Look at what he said here. I love this part right here. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You know what I mean? I'm just dropping off a package. Somebody's like, you want to return it? Uh, you can return it, but guess what? You're still accountable for it. Praise be to God. Say, Pastor Chris, what do you mean? No, your body is the voice of your feelings. So God is giving, if I can change your focus, I can change what you feel. But if you just keep focusing on one thing, that's what you're going to keep feeling. That's why God gave you worship. That's why God gave you worship. You start looking towards heaven, you start living, oh, I worship you, Jesus. Jesus, I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. 
See, you're looking over here. Oh, my God. I'm going, my body's saying something. My money, my body's saying something. My money's saying something. Your relatives are saying something. Your spouse is saying something. Your kids are saying something. Everybody's saying something. The earth's saying something. The news is saying something. The, this is saying, your head's got 18 voices saying something. You got to go, so, everybody's talking, 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 screaming, talking, talking, talking. I worship you, Jesus. I'm going to lean down so you can see me. I wor- I'm getting my focus off there. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. Get your focus off here. Next level mentality looks up. And I know God's inside of you, but you got to shift your focus in, I worship you, Jesus. Oh, I worship you. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You're so good to me. You're so greatly to be praised. Man, you come back here, you can't even hear these noise. You can't even hear it. You can't even hear it no more. You can't hear that noise no more. I worship you, Jesus. When's the last time you worship God? I remember Brother Hagin, Brother Norbert say, worship him, worship him. So what you say? Go worship him. I mean, worship him. I feel the presence of God right now to come in your house. Y'all caught up. Let me tell you something. Half of you are offended because all this, all this stuff's going on in life. You can't even, you can't even, you can't even navigate. Some of you are hurt. Some of you are messed up. Some of y'all. You're all, you're all, you're all over the place. Pandemic and pressure in the earth and all this stuff and y'all, everybody's focus is all just all over the place. It's all, it's kind of like I don't want to say it's um, it's like it's kind of like how do how do you say it? it's not it's not it's like it's all it's all like balls in the air, you know, like juggling. You know, it's like you got all this stuff juggling around and you're you're like watching things fly all over and you. You can't even grab your foot. Grab your head. I worship you, Jesus. Pull yourself. Look what he said here. He said, he said this. I love this, man. This is so good. I'm going to give you this, and I'm going to let you go. Okay, he said not. He said this. He said, he said, I'm reaching for the heavenly goal, right, and I'm trying to gain ground to get this thing. And one of the things I love, 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 this was so good. I put this down as a point. Fasten your heart to the future. Man, you better write that down. That's what Paul said over here. He said he fastened his heart, excuse me, to the future. Woo! Man, I like that. Oh, I like that. I really like that. He said this. He said, I fastened my heart to the future. See that in verse 13? I forget all the past. Ooh. Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. That's so good. And you know what's funny? I forget all of the past. Man, there's an anointing on that right there. Did you catch that? Am I supposed to forget all of, I forget all the past. Not just my past, all the past. Forget about it. Because you can't, you can't be looking back, baby, and pressing to a future. Ooh. I I got one compelling focus. What's that? I forget all the past. Your past? All the past. No, no, no. You catching me. Some of you, some of you bright. You real smart. You smart. 
I forget all the past. But we're talking about, Pastor Chris, you talking about your past? Now I'm talking about, I forget all the past. And I fasten my heart to the future instead. I'm fastening my heart to the future. I forget the past. I forget the past of what people said about me. I forget the past of what people tried to do to me. I forget the past about how they talked about me. I forget all the past. I forget the past about what you said about me. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I forget the past. Forget all the past. And I fastened my heart to the future instead. Now watch this. Now watch this. I'm going to give you this point now. Fastening your heart to the future. I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures right here. Ready for this? You ready for this? Fasten your heart to the future. Right? Now get this. Now what do I fasten to to put, man, I love this. You want me to read it again? I got to read it again. I feel the Holy Ghost here. That's why I'm not going to go. Now watch this, 13. This is, the, this is Passion Translation. I forget all the past, and I fasten my heart to the future. So it's like, I'm here, but I'm fastening myself to up there, and it's going to pull me. You see what I'm saying? I forget the past, and I fasten. I grab on the future. Now the future is going to pull me. Pull me right out of here. If I was in this chair right here and I grabbed the rope and they, five, six guys pull the rope, they yank me right off the chair. Take me right out of where my boom, the future is a, like a Superman faster than a speeding bullet. Pull me out of here. Pull me out of my mindset. Pull me out of my natural ability. Pull me out of this thing. Pull me out of this mentality. Pull me out of this lack. Pull me out of this thing, God. Look what he says here. Fasten your heart to the future. Man, I like this. Watch this. Fasten your heart to the future. Now watch this. You ready for How many are you ready for me? I don't know if you're ready for me, but you're going to get ready for me. Look at Hebrews 10, 16. Afterwards, I will give them this covenant. I will embed my laws into their hearts. And fasten my word to their thoughts. Amen? What do I got to fasten myself to? You got to fasten yourself to the word of God. Write that down. Better write that down. Don't you forget. Say, what's the word of God say about this? Well, I'm going to tell you. And don't make the Bible say what you want it to say. What's the rightly divided word of God say? That's what I need you to say. That's what I need you to say. That's what I need you to say. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Because everybody, everybody's like, oh, you know, man, Pastor Chris, I don't know if it's that big a deal. It is that big a deal. It is that big a deal. You got a dream inside of you. What if Joseph would have said, this ain't no big deal. David would have said, this ain't no big deal. Paul would have said, no big deal. I'm not that important. Jesus would have said, no big deal. No, you're a big deal. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you're a big deal. Come on, you are. Look at this. And look what it says here, right, in Hebrews 10, 16. Do you see that? It says, and after, ooh, and afterwards, I will give them this covenant, and I will embed my laws in their hearts and fasten my word to their thoughts. You got to stay close to the word. I'm going to say close to the word. Close to the word. And then, look, here's another thing you got to do. You got to stay close to the Holy Spirit. You got to stay close to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit will give you the understanding of the word. Does that make sense? If that makes you got to pull that in there, what do you mean? And I will give you this covenant, right? Present tense love is the key. You got to stay in this thing now. You got to stay in the love of God. Don't come out of it. 
Now, I'm explaining this to you. What do you mean? You got to stay close. What do I, how do I fasten myself to the future? Well, I got to stay fastened to the word, and I got to stay fastened to the Holy Spirit. Now, now, you don't, now listen to me. Now you better pay attention to me. This is important. Romans 8.14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans 8.16, For the Spirit himself bears witness with your spirit that you are the sons of God. What's that mean? Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. What's that mean? Illumination comes from the inside out. Okay? You got to follow the illuminator. Does that make sense? You follow the illuminator through the word. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet. It's the light unto my path. It's the light unto my path. Don't you discard this word. It's the only way to get into your future. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to leave you with this. I know some of you pressing for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Woo! If you're going to all press and you're going to push and you're going to go after those promises, you're going to have to be a greater yielder to the word and to the spirit of God. Now, listen, this ain't for the faint in heart, but I want my stuff. I don't know about you, but maybe I'm a little... Maybe I'm a little selfish, but I want it. If God said I can have it, you know, he messed up. He put Ephesians 1, 3 in there and said all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want it. I want it. I want, I want, I want, I want the things of God more than I want an opinion. I want the things of God more than I want. What you mean with the things of God? I want the anointing so thick, my God in heaven, everybody gets saved. Amen. I want the anointing so thick that when people come in that are, see, if you really care about mankind, you don't care about your voice. Now, I'm telling you now, listen to me. If I really care about you, I submit myself to the things of God to my own hurt. Because I don't, I, don't get to, I, don't get to, I don't get to do certain things or say certain things or be certain things because I want the anointing more than I want my things. See, that's the thing. People think, well, you're going after the things of God and you're being selfish. No, you're going after the things of God means you're being surrendered. Because you're coming to a thing going, I want that net, I want that call. I don't want to go to heaven and God's like, I had so much more for you, but I, I couldn't do it because you didn't want to pay the price. And you want to know the only price you pay? Flesh. That's the only price we pay. Ain't no, you know, people say, well, you, you, you pay, you pay, you're paying the price. Yeah, you pay the price of your flesh. That means you don't allow your fresh flesh, flesh to rule you. You allow the Spirit of God and the Word of God to run. And somebody say, oh, I'm being Spirit-led. Listen to me. Be Word-led first and then be Spirit-led later. Because here's the key with this. If you can't follow what's been written, I don't know how safe you are in following what you got to hear. You follow the Word first and you follow the Spirit and all those worlds will come together. I'm telling I promise you. You want next level? You want next level? Who wants next level? You want next level? Because he gave gifts unto you. You got something in you. You want next level mentality? He said, I press for the prize. What's this high calling? You know what the high calling is? The high God kind of life. What do you mean the high? Kind? I'm talking about overflow, abundance, supernatural, peace. Man, you go to bed at night, you don't care about nothing. Whoa! They tell you. You two, this, this is what I'm talking about. High calling, they, well, you're going, well, you know, praise, praise, you got eight minutes. I had this one dude, they said, you're going to die. I was close, man. Listen to this. They're like, the dude called me up. Guy calls me up crying. Crying. Said, 
I got a 98, they told me I had a 98% chance of dying. Man, I had this stuff, they didn't even know what it was. The dude started crying on the phone. You don't know who he is. Started crying on the phone with me, bawling, crying, shot out. We prayed, the church prayed, the jokers driving around the other day, weeks later, totally here, got, went in, got out, all this, I'm, come on, man, they're looking at you like you're a miracle. That's the high kind of life. Nothing's moving me. They can tell you you got, you got eight minutes to live. Be like, praise be to God, I'm a 10-minute miracle. I'll be here. Come on, that's the high kind of life. What do you, what do you, what do you want to do with your destiny? You want to live a low calling? You want to live the high calling? The high calling takes a different kind of mentality. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I'm I'm here praying for these men and these women. They're precious and you love them. But, Lord, I know you got a next-level calling, a next-level mentality, a next-level breakthrough, a next-level place of prayer, a next-level position in the earth, a next level. So, Father, I pray right now. You speak to them supernaturally. You lead them. You guide them. You help them. You be there for them, God. You encourage them. Not only do you encourage them, you equip them for the next level. You give them the the mind to see the next level. You give them the place of worship to find the next level. You give them the next level identity on the inside so they can go for it on the outside. Let them grab on and pull into the future. I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost meeting them where they are and taking them to the next level of great you have for them. We go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. It just keeps getting better to better with you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Man, well, I hope tonight encourage you. Sure encourage me. Makes me want to go keep pressing for the next calling, the high calling of God. Amen. So listen, don't forget, Sunday morning, two services in the morning and one at night. We're coming back. We're keeping it. I, w- I was really, really encouraged by um, the program at Sunday night at 6. So here's the schedule. We got Sunday morning at 9, Sunday morning at 1030, and Sunday night, 6 p.m. Me and Pastor Liz are sharing a powerful word about the things of God, the timing of God, what's going on with God in your life. It's awesome. It's Chris Sarno TV. I love it. It's me and we. We're cranking it. I call her, it's me and you, babe. Amen. Hallelujah. I feel like, who's that? Sonny Bonham. Uh, I got you, babe. And I'm singing all these songs lately, right? So it's me and her, 6 o'clock. Don't forget, you could come be with us in service. Amen. Praise the Lord. We got one service Sunday morning, 1030. We're keeping the social distancing. We're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. We're doing the best we can to navigate in times that we've never seen before. Amen. So you can watch at 9. You can watch at 1030 from the comfort of your home. You can watch at 6 at home. That's the only way to watch that one. Amen. But Sunday morning, but say Sunday morning, 1030. You could come be in the house of the Lord with us here, Daytona Beach, Florida. Watch all those services online. I love you. I appreciate your faithfulness to keep tuning in. Share these messages. We are seeing so many people help because you are doing your part as the modern-day evangelist by sharing this stuff. I promise you guys it's making a difference in people's life. It's bringing them help. It's bringing them hope, and it's bringing them healing. We love you. Pastor Liz loves you. We appreciate you, and we thank you for everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, we pray for you today. Have a great day, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.